What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? You are now listening to the Trebla Art Podcast. Uh, so last week, had my good friend Anthony Borrego on. We talked about a bunch of really cool stuff. Uh, recently, uh, I, I seen this really cool artwork on Instagram. Had to give him a follow. Then noticed he was taking trips back and forth to, uh, to San Antonio from Kingsville. Uh, reached out, uh, linked up, had a really cool visit in the studio. Even dropped by for second Saturday, showed some love. And uh, if you're lucky enough, you can catch him out and about yeah, yeah. doing his drawings. More likely drinking coffee. <laughs> Or maybe even running <laughs> somewhere yeah. somewhere around the city. But uh, I'm here with my friend Jake Guetta, also known as Famo. Or some of y'all might know him as Famo is Dead on Instagram. Seen his uh, bright, vibrant work. What's up, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. Yo, what's up? Uh, appreciate y'all having me on this podcast, man. Um, super interesting, my first podcast. So, yeah, yeah. Dude, okay. So... I, I met you through one of my friends who curated your work yeah. across the street. Uh, she had came by to, to pick up a painting that she had bought because we were doing that Do You By Art thing. Okay. And um, she had mentioned, she was like, oh, you got to follow this. You got to follow this guy. His work's amazing. We showed him here in San Antonio. And that's when I started following you that day. Okay. And then, yeah, then I saw that you were going back and forth to San Antonio. Yeah. That's when I reached out. And, uh, yeah, dude, it's been really dope, man. So, like, welcome to nah, San Antonio. You've been spending a lot of time here, dude. Yeah, yeah, I've been, uh, I've definitely been traveling back and forth a lot. I mean, we spoke on this, uh, one of the, a few times, um, on why I've been going back and forth, but I've been here for, I think, two weeks straight right now, just working on some project and figured it was a lot easier to just, you know, settle down here while I work on it instead of having a, I mean, gas prices are insane right now, dude, so I can't be driving back and forth, what is it, two and a half hours? So, yeah, um, hopefully I'll be able to move here soon. So, yeah. Dude, I thought that was really interesting because, you know, being in San Antonio as an artist, didn't think about the accessibility of getting the materials that I use. Mm -hmm. You know, when you brought up, you know, living in Kingsville and then running out of certain materials and then needing to stock up. In my head, I'm just like, oh, we'll just go to the store. But you're like, they don't no, have man. things that I need. Not, I mean, they have uh, Hobby Lobby in Kingsville. And, I mean, I mean, it has some stuff. But the next option would be Corpus. And Corpus doesn't have – they have, like, a Michaels. So they have a Hobby Lobby and a Michaels. But yeah. as far as all that goes, um, yeah, I just – I had a – there's not much accessibility to art supplies in those areas so unless you're ordering online but shipping times right now are are kind of insane with everything going on true true so are you are you from kingsville um uh no i i grew up in a small town uh smaller town around that area and i kind of you know moved around a lot back and forth um i graduated high school in kingsville and then i went to School there in Kingsville as well. Got my bachelor's in fine arts and studio art, and I was just I've just been there, man. To be honest, um, I lived in San Antonio pre-COVID for a few months. I got a I was working in digital marketing, and then as soon as uh, COVID hit, got laid off, and I went back home to Kingsville, and that's when I kind of just started focusing on my artwork again. 
So how how young, how old were you when you realized like like that's what you wanted to do? Because going to school for for art and in college, you know, I'm already <laughs> assuming that that's what you were doing in high school. And, no, you know, gee, I'm, I'm laughing to... right now. Um, it's actually like people ask me that question, and it's always kind of a funny story. So I, I mean, I took art classes in high school, but I mean, other than that, I was just doodling around. I know um, my senior year, my in high school, my teacher, my art teacher, she we had like a, she just told us it was like an, a pop art project. I didn't know what pop art was, so I did like a bunch of what was it. It was like a heart shape, and it was I, I had drew out my own like half tone, like little circles, and uh, I think there was like a weird wolf that I included for some reason. It was really weird, but a few weeks after that, we um, we got or they were doing like announcements in the mor- in the morning after like the pledge of allegiance and all that, and I remember they were like, oh, and congratulations to uh, Jake Geta for you know this coastal band art contest he got second place in it like super confused because i didn't know anything about that going on and she had like submitted everyone's artwork so but other than that dude like no i I never i didn't even take art seriously when i was going to art school until like my maybe my junior year so the only reason i went i i got into the the art program was because i failed the math test to get into any (laughs) other program so i was like fuck do you like uh what can i do um where I don't have to be taking all these, like, weird math class. I had to take remedial math, dude, and I failed mm-hmm. it so many times. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I chose art because I was like, that's the easiest route, bro. Like, Nice, man. Well, you know, I'm not too too fond with, like, I'm not the best at math. But, um, yeah, it's, it's funny how events kind of lead you onto the path that you're yeah, yeah. supposed to be on. And, and that's 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 pretty uh it's, it's pretty funny but it's actually really cool because it's like you know i think with that contest yeah like yeah you put in some effort but you weren't expecting anything it to was happen. Just for fun and then same thing with you know doing these math tests you probably weren't expecting to be in art and take that seriously but like hey like it, yo like straight up I, I wanted to go into like something with like like galaxies like astrophysics or something so on my math test dude i thought i was killing it when i took it <laughs> i was like hell yeah like this is uh, i'm gonna get like a high score and i remember it was there at the college like that we took this math test and it gave you your results like immediately so <laughs> they printed out they when you press submit, it printed out like where the there was like this guy in there that was just watching, making making sure everyone wasn't cheating, and he would hand you results. He would look at your results and tell you how you did. And he started laughing when he handed me mine, and I was like, "Damn, yeah, like this is good. Like that's like a good laugh." And he was like, "Dude, this is the lowest I've ever seen anyone <laughs> get." So it was uh, it was not a good laugh. It was not a good laugh. But I mean, now I think about it, it's funny, right? Back then, I was like, "Oh fuck, that's not good." And he was like, you're going to have to, like, either take a bunch of math, uh, like, these lower-level math classes, or you're just going to have to switch your major. So I was like, what can I get into, man, like, where I don't have to do math? And, yeah, I thought about art. I was like, fuck it, like, what, if, what does art have to do with math? And actually it does. As a, There's a lot of math involved with art, especially if you're running, you know, your own business. Yeah. And it's all numbers at the end of the day uh, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, money, sales, and all that stuff goes. So yeah uh but yeah dude I, I they still stuck me taking like a remedial math course and i think i took it three times because i kept failing and yeah. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was bad. So okay, so so you you weren't that into art. So what were you into? I w- I wasn't even in. I w- this sounds bad. I wasn't into anything. I didn't even want to go to college. To be honest, it was something like my my dad was like, "Oh, you need to go." Like blah blah blah. Uh, my older brother was already enrolled in college, and um, he has like a degree in business. So I was like, okay, like I didn't want to go, but my neighbor was a administrator at the college. So my dad went to the neighbor one day and he was like, you need to sign him up. Like, like you need to sign him up or else he's not gonna, he's not gonna go. So yeah, it was kind of, uh, as far as like, I'm concerned, I, I don't know what I was interested in at the time. I was like, I was just always playing video games and, uh, I wasn't doing anything else to be honest. So I, I, I think that kind of, it's really cool to know that backstory because, you got your degree, and then you you turned that into an art piece. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. So, so, uh, so tell, with, tell everybody about that. So, um, so obviously, like the stu- like student loans, it's like a huge thing right now. And sadly, uh, I think it's something a lot of us or a lot of people that have to like that have degrees have to live with. Um, it's weird, man. It's weird. It's it's the way. It's weird in the sense that you can if you go to school. When all you have to do to accept those loans is kind of you, it shows. Oh, you want to pull out a loan for this much? Like this is what we're offering you, and you just press accept. That's all you have to do. But if you know you wanted to go pull out some other type of loan, like on a car or something, they're gonna be like, dude, you obviously you can't afford this. Like, why are we gonna give you this? It's so it's a weird thing that they let you pull out loans so easily when you're uh, when you're 18, you don't really know what you're doing. They don't teach you about that stuff in high school unless you take, like, some specialty classes. So, yeah, it's uh, – one day I was thinking about it, and I was like, fuck, like, I'm screwed for the rest of my life. Like, these uh, these student loans are with me forever unless, like, I hit the lotto or something, you know. So I started thinking about it, and I, there's a the, – I've always been into conceptual artwork. You know, um, what's the guy's name where he signed uh, – the urinal. I forget what oh, his name yeah, is. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I think he put R Mutt on it. And, I, you know, a lot of people, like, I've, they don't like that. The idea of conceptual artwork or they just don't understand it. But I was like, well, what if I can turn this, like, this diploma of mine into a student loan piece? And it was very banksy as well. I mean, it obviously has a Banksy art piece on it. But, yeah, so I just decided, you know what, if I could sell this... Uh, this diploma for the amount of student debt I owe. That's like a pretty clever idea. Um, it hasn't sold. It hasn't sold, but it was, uh, it was definitely, I feel like it was a good idea at the end of the day. No, I think it's a really cool idea. And you even had a couple of people reach out to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. So, um, so I, it's funny cause I actually have like a whole way I want to go about it. If it ever does happen. Um, first things first, uh, I don't want to touch the money. I don't want to see the money. I, if someone reaches out to me, I'm, I'm going to obviously want to see like a bank statement because they're reaching out to me and they're asking how much do I owe. And that's a pretty personal question, you know, especially if they're not going to want to help, like want to buy it in the first place. So, yeah, I've had people reach out to me, but the my response is I need to see your bank statements, you know, so I know that you have the money to to kind of do this, you know. But so the the whole process behind that piece is I don't want to see the money. Um it's going to be a phone call between the, you know, the lenders of the loans and the person paying them off. Of course, I'm going to be in the call as well. And I want to record it 
So then we have like a, like I, we get to record the transaction. I want to call it like, you know, you know, freedom or something, something. Bang, dude, like that's that. dope. So and I want to, I, like, I want to catch, you know, them paying it off over the phone. I want to catch my reactions over the phone. Like, yeah, so I want it to just not be a physical piece, but it's going to be like an audio piece as well. I hope someone pays it off, yeah, dude. Insane, bro. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers right now. I hope someone listens to this and says, you know what? I got a couple million dollars. You know what, let me, dude? Let me go Come ahead. my way. Come my way. Call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, dude, so um, I know you're working on a whole bunch of different projects. You like to spend a lot of time at the Pearl. Oh, oh man. San Antonio has so many great coffee shops, but you chose one. I chose I chose one. Um uh, you have to call me out. So <laughs> I think the, you know, I get attached to places, you know, and I think the first time I was at the Pearl, I mean, obviously coming from Kingsville and uh, I mean, I had been to San Antonio multiple times before this happened. Uh, you know, growing up, we would always make trips here, go to like Six Flags a lot and during the summer and, you know, all that stuff. But I think, I don't know how I how I um, got introduced to the Pearl area, but I remember coming here. And the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, like, the vibe is amazing here. It was, like, a warm, sunny day. Everything was, like, nicely lit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the coffee shop, I've always been, man, I've been addicted. I used to work at Starbucks, so I got addicted to coffee working there. Um, but, so, yeah, I re- uh, they have a coffee shop there, local coffee. Uh, Unofficial plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, that's the main reason why I go to the pros for the, the coffee shop, just because, you know, everyone there is super friendly. I'm friends with, you know, pretty much all of them. And yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a cool place. It gets a little bit packed, but I definitely uh, need to start venturing out to more coffee shop. Dude, I could put you on to like some really cool coffee shops. Uh, we know, we obviously, you know, that we know a lot of people here in yeah, San yeah. Antonio and uh, one of my personal favorites uh, unofficial sponsor of the podcast, uh, Badio Barista. Okay. Uh, they serve this amazing uh, horchata latte. Uh, okay. Everything else is amazing. Do you like uh, babacoa? Dude, I don't. No? I, it, it, it depends. It depends on how it's cooked because if it's like super fatty, like the texture of it kind of gives me awesome. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. There's is. Uh, so what, what they serve is it's called the West Side Special. Okay. So it's a babacoa grilled cheese with avocado. Oh, okay. And okay. they serve it with a side of tomato basil soup. Man, that's, that sounds good. That's, yeah. I haven't eaten all day, so you're making me hungry over here, dude. Yeah, dude. So um, they, they're they in this, like, soft opening phase right now because they're, they're kind of using some new staff um, okay. for their unofficial opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're on these, like different hours and they're on a set menu because they're just really trying to build back up um they had to close down because they did a lot of refurbishing okay. of their space but um they're very uh iconic in san antonio especially in the, the west side of san antonio um, they've brought a lot of culture a lot of art a lot of people yeah. a lot of people from all areas of san antonio that just love great food Oh man, I mean, you're gonna. I'm definitely have to check it out. Maybe, maybe we can, we can hit that place up sometime. Yeah, dude, for sure. And Mila Coffee, I got it. I always have to shout out Mila Coffee. They're actually right by the Pro. Okay. Um, right by uh, it's, it's on Broadway. They're at Richter Goods. 
you'll see a sign that says uh, Broadway News. Okay. The right there. There's a whole bunch of other really cool um, food trucks and vendors. All, yeah, yeah. They're all set up there in one area. But you definitely have to check. No, them no, out. I'm definitely gonna have to check these places out. I mean, I, I gotta venture out sometimes, uh, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna check them out. And so, what what experiences? I know you told me some, you know, off podcasts, but like, you know, you're always, always, always at the pearl. You're you're yeah. always drinking coffee and you're always creating art. At, like at yeah, locations. while I'm there. So like, what are like some? Me, you know, as an artist as well. Um, occasionally I'll go out to the Pearl and I'll go paint and, and do stuff out there. And it's always like really fun getting to like just meet people randomly. Yeah, yeah. So like what are some of the experiences that you've had? Oh man. I mean there was some we have I have just that just popped up in my mind right now that I've never told you about. Uh I mean of course while I'm there in the coffee I'm mainly drawing the coffee shop because it's inside. It's a, a lot cooler in there. Um I mean I you get the usual like, you know, people walking up to you and they'll uh, oh like like what are you doing or they'll just like stand over your shoulder and watch and so you kind of have to turn around it gets awkward it, get, it does get awkward you, you've seen my artwork there's a lot of like weird poetry yeah right and these probably these people probably think like damn dude this guy's sad or something <laughs> but yeah no um sometimes i'll just hand on my sketchbook see if they want to go through it or i'll just y'all can follow it I'll, like on instagram give them my username and all that um but no at one time i was uh i was actually sitting outside and drawing and this weird guy walks up to me and he's he looks like he's like a coach like at a high school he's dressed like i don't know how to explain you know what i'm like how coaches be dressing yeah and he uh he walks up to me and he goes oh what are you doing man and i was like i think i was drawing i was just doing like this test drawing of like hotel emma it was like really it was a really bad drawing but uh i told him I was like oh i'm just messing around right now and he goes so do you do art or and i was like yeah yeah like i'm a, i'm an artist and he goes Oh, it was really weird. It gets weird after this. He goes, oh, cool, cool, cool. And he just keeps watching me. And all of a sudden he goes, man, do you ever get to draw like naked women? And I was like, I looked at him and I was like, what, like, what do you mean? And he was like, like live naked women. Do you, have you ever done that? And I was like, well, no, no, that's not like, you know, that's not what I do. You know, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, there's artists out there who do like the, the live models and the portraits of them and all that. But I was like, no, I don't. And he goes, man, I think you're missing. He just, dude, it turned into a super odd conversation and he just like wouldn't leave me alone. So finally I just had to like, all right, dude, pack up my stuff. And cause that's all he kept talking. It got weird. It got, <laughs> I probably wouldn't even feel comfortable saying like half the stuff he was like talking about. So Dang. it was, I mean, you run into some, some, some weird people, like when you're making art out in public, but, uh, i at the same time, you also run into really nice people who... So tell me one of the nice ones to, to counter. <laughs> um, I mean, every, every, everyone's been, you know, other than that, that guy and a few of, like, other instances. Um, oh, I have a I have a story. It's not a nice story, though. This happened at the Pearl. Okay. And I was upset. I, I, you, I don't think you were following me about uh, at that time, so you wouldn't know this story. I was sitting outside the coffee shop. They have these, these little tables and, like, this grass area, right? And it was, it was pretty packed. It was, it was a weekend. And I was up in San Antonio because I was helping, like, dog sit my brother's dog while him and his wife were, uh, they were, like, on vacation. Anyways, I went to the Pearl. I was drawing. And I was, uh, I was actually making some really cool, like, cubism-style drawings on just computer paper, just testing some stuff out. And I see in the corner of my eye there's a homeless person. And he's, like, uh, with 
with a security guard following like right behind him. So I didn't pay much attention to it. And all of a sudden they start arguing, right? And they start arguing and they're bickering about something. And uh, like I had my headphones playing, but the guy starts, the homeless guy starts yelling at the security officer, like cursing him out, everything. And I'm like trying to ignore it. I'm trying to vibe, you know? So I'm, tr- I'm just trying to be my, my own business. The guy, the homeless guy had hot coffee from like a Valero or something. And he, I'm, I'm trying, I'm just chilling, dude. And it's packed. There's like people around. And he, uh, he, he, he throws the cup of hot coffee at the security guard. And the security guard ducks. And I'm right behind the security guard. Yo, I got hot coffee. Oh my god! Dude. All over like my headphone, my AirPods, they they messed up. They started like staticking out everything. I got hot coffee all over me. You know, COVID's <laughs> bad, so I started questioning like, fuck, does this guy have COVID? Like, yeah. can COVID spread through drinks? Like, I'm freaking out. People are like watching. Like, they're all staring at me. Like, dang, like that sucks, bro. Like, this um, I guess it, it ends up being a nice story. This old, this older um lady comes up to me and she's like oh my god like it was all over my artwork and it was it was uh it was like ink it was pen so it starts like bleeding and really just messing up and this older lady just like oh my god this was these uh works were so amazing blah blah blah. she watched my stuff while i she was like i'll watch everything just go clean up everyone just like kind of staring at me dang that sucks stories of the pearl yeah yeah (laughs) i remember i called them because my airpods were messed up and i was like i was like uh i told them like y'all gonna buy me new airpods like what's going on they're like sorry we can't do that so uh thankfully i had warranty on them and you gotta get that warranty, yeah, bro. Dude, you got, it's important, dude. You never know when a when a homeless man's gonna throw hot coffee on you. That isn't that always like the like the big question, right? Like you know you're gonna go get something brand new, and yeah, then like yeah. when it's like you want that warranty, and it's always like, oh, dude. I, I I hear the the who wants to be a millionaire music. The dun dun yeah. dun dun. Like if I have like ten seconds to answer yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Matt, you most of the time I would say no. I'd be like, no, nah, this. But the AirPods, I mean. I mean, yeah. they're they're expensive little headphones. So. And the person at the at the register always gives you like that look, like, like you say, "No, I'm okay," and they like look up. They're disappointed. They're yeah. like, "All right, well, don't be don't coming be. to us when, <laughs> <laughs> whenever they mess up, bro." <laughs> so yeah, no, um, I mean, I've definitely had nice experiences at the Pearl, but there's also been since I'm always there, something bad is bound to happen at some point. So, yeah, yeah, man. So so you're you're usually there like during the week, right? I'm there weekends too. Bro. Weekends too, damn. Like. Every, every, anytime I'm in San Antonio, I'm at the pro. <laughs> you know, I I think uh, I think it's a nice area to just hang out. Like I said, and yeah, I think uh, it's pricey. It's definitely pricey around that area. Like I I won't be just like buying food all the time there mm-hmm. or anything. But I, the coffee, the coffee is great, and the, the the people are great there too. Yeah, I had this one experience um, back when I was first starting out. I I have these masks. I don't really wear them anymore. I plan on revisiting this later, but um, back when I would live paint around the city, I had these uh, masks that I would paint on, and okay. I would wear the mask while I painted, and it was, as much as we see masks, you know, but even before COVID, um, like full face mask, you would think it's like a deterrent yeah, to like push people away from you. Yeah, yeah. But as an artist, live painting... And not really having much, but wearing this mask, it was more of, 
you know, the opposite. Yeah, yeah. And having people come up. Well, anyways, um, obviously people with, um, people that like to spend money, um, go to the Pearl. It's not, it's of not course, cheap there. of course. And, um, I would go, you know, Saturday mornings, Friday mornings, whatever, and set up, try to set up at that time around the Pearl yeah, area. Yeah. So there's like this very fine line of like their property and public property. And, um, one time I was wearing my mask and I was out there painting and they're like, Hey, like you can't paint here. You know, like you can't be wearing the mask, like, what? like all this stuff. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, is that Bell's property? <laughs> it was yeah, like literally right, right across yeah, the street. Yeah. And they're like, no, like that's not ours. I'm like, okay. So I just pack my stuff and I go right across the street on this little like area. And I set up there and I'm painting do they and yeah that's that's insane i think i've heard that they have really strict rules with all that i think they they try to take themselves uh a little too seriously you know there but i mean it's understandable in a way because i know they i think like people pay to like vendor yeah in that area but at the same time if you're not selling anything then exactly that's that's my thing it's like i like if i go and paint my number one thing is just to get out there. And it's more of an experience for other people than it is for me. Because I could be in my studio and paint all day. Yeah. And um, for me, it's, you know, like, you, well, you, you, you've seen it too. Like, you know, like, for people, when you, when they, you know, encounter you, it kind of, like, brightens up their day. Because it's like, you don't oh, see definitely. that all the time, you know? So for me, it's like going out of the studio painting interacting with the kids you know yeah. future generation and doing stuff like that well anyways one another time where i'm actually on the property no mask i had a little sign that just said you know follow me on instagram or, or they, they didn't like that yeah so i'm painting and they're like hey you can't you can't be doing that i'm like what do you mean they're like well you, you have your information i'm like well i'm not selling anything it's just for people that are asking me you know what's my instagram it's just Dude, there that's... for them to to do it so they're like, no, no, you can't be doing that. Like, you know, you can't be painting here if you're going to be doing that. I'm like, okay. So I, I, I asked the lady, I was like, I have a question. So if I be, if, 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 you can't tell me what to wear, right? She's like, she looks at me all like, weird. She's yeah, like, what yeah. do you mean? I was like, you can't tell me what I can and cannot wear. Like, there's no policy, you know, as long as it's a shirt, not like, you know, revealing. Yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, if I were to wear a shirt that says, follow me. Oh, oh there you go. and with that on my back, you can't tell me to take off my shirt, right? Yeah. And she looks at me and she's like, "No." I'm like, "Okay." So, I'm currently so, working on a shirt. So, 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 who were the were these like the security people? No, they were the people that like organized the the. Um, I guess the events they had. Yeah, like the farmers market, like the, those coordinators. That's whack, dude. That's when they be. But there's loopholes, dude. There's loopholes to to everything. There's you know little laws that um are very specific yeah uh, another thing that i used to do on the street um I, i'm trying to word this right the right way um so when i was out in the street trying to make a living just starting off my career yeah um you need a vendor's license to sell art okay so i couldn't sell art right on the street because i didn't have a vendor's license so i had to make that very um I had to make the general public aware that I wasn't selling art in yeah, case yeah. anybody had questions if I did or did not. So I had this small cardboard sign that I made 
with like these big bold letters of like all my information and then just like a regular pen very small letters i wrote at the very bottom corner nothing for sale yeah yeah, yeah. so i've had encounters where you know i'm out people were walking around with my art because they made you know donations okay uh, hey there you go there you go and i had like a city official come up to me and he's like hey you can't be selling your art and i looked at him all puzzled i'm like what do you mean and i bring up my sign not for sale and I'm like nothing's for sale and he just looks at me like all right you got me like yeah, yeah, yeah. Court of law, you know I'm, I'm not selling anything yeah so no definitely why would i have a sign that says nothing for sale i mean that's that's sell. smart at the end of the day that's a that's a super smart move um <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't know, I, I'd just give up at that point. I'd be like, you know what, like, I'm not even going to, like, try messing with these people, but that's a, that's actually, like, a very, very smart move. Oh, speaking of sales, what, what what was the, like, one of your first art sales, and, and, and how was that like? Like, what was that experience like for you? Okay, so, I mean, man, I don't, I mean, there was... I had like one or two, you know, small sales in college, you know, it's, uh, it was actually, um, I, I wrote just like FAMO with just some paint on this really, like, it was just a torn up piece of paper. It was a spent, it was like a nice paper that they use for printmaking that was just messing around. I was like FAMO, right? Whatever. And this girl walks in, she goes, oh, are you selling that? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, like sure I am. And she was I think she asked how much, and I didn't want. To, I had never really sold my work before, so I was like, I don't know, forty bucks. So she gave me forty bucks for just something that said FAMO on it. But the um, the I guess the first sale that kind of like meant something was this. I mean, he's a big artist now. He's out in. Uh, I think he's located in Belgium. He's a what do you call it? You know, he's grown significantly since we first started. You know, talking to each other. Um, I'd found his work online uh am i allowed to name drop or yeah, yeah. okay his name is uh cb hoyo and i mean his work he's a huge artist now made a great work but i found him in my senior year of college and i saw like some similarities and what he was making versus what i was making so i just sent him an email like really random like yo love your work this is my username if you want to check it out he follows me and I mean, long story short, just like not too long after I graduated, you know, we were talking and he goes, you know what, I'm going to buy a piece from you, but with the money I give you, like, I want you to go spend it all on art supplies. And that was kind of like the first time where I was like, okay, like, like, yeah. So that's, uh, that was probably that when I think of like my first art sale, that's really what I think of. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's awesome. I mean, he's a huge artist now, so, you know, it's really cool to, you know, just think that he owns one of my artworks and. It was really, it was, it was really bad artwork, but yeah, uh, I mean, it's something I'll, I'll always, you know, be thankful for. What's his name again? Uh, CB Hoyo. So it's, uh, his last name is H-O-Y-O. Okay. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's great. I'll show you his work like here in a little bit. Nice man. Dang. So like, okay. So he, he loved your work, paid you and said, just go spend all this on art supplies. Yeah. 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 Uh, I want to say it was. It was like 200 bucks because okay. it was a small work on paper, um, a really small work on paper. I think it was like 8 by 10 or maybe a little bit bigger. And, yeah, I think I just went and bought some canvases and some, like, uh, acrylics and what else? Acrylics. And I don't think – I don't even – no, I had – I just started working with oil pastels. Hey. So, which is what I mainly use now. But, yeah, and it – 
I think, you know, through him, a few more people started buying my works. There's like these Kim Kardashian prints I did in college. It's Kim Kardashian, uh, Kanye, and Donald Trump. Just like really Warhol-ish style stuff. Uh, that's, I had just, you know, found Warhol's work and I was like, who are today's like main people in the news, you know? So I you made, still have any more of those? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I did like an edition. They were. I did all three. I think the Kim K's. I did an edition of twenty, and the Kanye and the Trump are an edition of eighteen. So I yeah. I think uh, through CB. I mean, there was some Kim Kardashian sales, and I think one went to London, nice. and then the other one went to another guy in Belgium. So. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, the, the, those Kim Kardashian and Kanye and Donald Trump ones; those are, are really cool. I remember seeing them, being very, very impressed. I, I love all your work too. I appreciate see, it. Seeing that Kim Kardashian one, um, yeah, a lot of art history connections. Oh that. yeah, definitely. I mean, that was the whole point. You know, I was thinking, how can you know Warhol? That's all he did was he had these icons where he was making these portraits of these icons, and I was like, well, who can I make like? Who is like the modern uh, Marilyn, you mm-hmm. know, or like the the new Marilyn, you know, not modern, but, uh, and I think I opened up like Google and I just typed in pop, uh, pop culture and it was like Kim Kardashian. I think all three of them, no, I'm lying. I'm lying. It was Kim, it was some news about Kim Kardashian and Kanye and I made all of these prints and then the next week is when Kanye, um, went out with the oh the maga hat the maga hat and uh my friends or my classmates were like dude like you called it like you made all three of them and now they're all somehow connected like this is some uh some like weird stuff that that happened but i mean at the end of the day it was just about who's in the news and Mm -hmm. because that's really all warhol uh was doing these very recognizable images and yeah dude okay so tying into icons art history um, your, your name, your, what would you, what would you say? Your, your alter ego or, or what would you, what would I you guess, call I, it? I think it would just be like an alter ego. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what else to, to call it. Um, yeah, Famo, uh, Famo is dead. That's, uh, that's also a fun story. Yeah. T- t- tell us about how, how Famo came to be and then Famo is dead. That's pretty like, you know, specific. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram. So- <laughs> So, um, so I had, I had never really learned about any art history, uh, in, in college until my junior, around my junior year, my professors, you know, he put me on to, it's funny. I went through like, it was like a whole phase type thing. My professor, he was kind of, he gave me the talk, you know, he gave me like, dude, you, you're good. You're good at art. Like, but you don't take yourself seriously kind of talk. And through that, he, he started telling me to learn about certain people. It started off with the fashion designer, um, Jeremy Scott, the Moschino guy. Mm-hmm. He does, like, the Adidas with the huge wings. The teddy bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I love his work. So through him, I, I watched a documentary uh, about him. And then through him, I found out about Warhol. And then, of course, naturally, if you start looking up the history of Warhol, you find out about Basquiat and... Uh, yeah, so I think, you know, finding about, finding out about Warhol and Bosca and seeing their collaboration works, it was, it was, uh, it was insane. Like for me, you know, I had never really seen like, 
I work like Boscat's work. You know, you see all these, you learn about art history, and you see all these very like formal type yeah. of, types of artwork, and then all of a sudden you see this guy. There's writing, there's graffiti, there's like weird you imagery and all that. So, yeah, I uh, fell in love with his work. But long story short, I was looking to start getting into doing just like small tags again i had i had done tags like we i told you the story i had done tags like earlier in like the 2010s but i got arrested for it on my 19th birthday spent uh spent the night in jail for for it uh but yeah i was looking this was years later we're talking like maybe what 2013 2017 mm -hmm. so around four or five years later uh you know i was just starting to wanting to mess around again and i was thinking of a name i didn't want, i obviously wasn't about to go by the same thing not gonna get arrested again you know so um i told one of my classmates like about it like oh i'm trying to figure out like a they call them like i forgot what they call them in the group like a tag name yeah. you know and i i started writing by then i had already known about i had learned about Basquiat quite a bit and i was writing the word famous in all of my artworks and we're there in the studio and it's late and I'm tired, and I think uh, I I have like what I would do. What I would I would get these like huge papers. They're probably I don't know what size they were. They were humongous that we had in the printmaking room, and I would just rip them in half, and I would just spread them on a table and work piece by piece. Just go down and messing around with them, you know, seeing what I could come up with. And all of them said famous on it, and one of them I ran out of room, and it said famo. And I put FAMO, and then underneath it, I put US, like, to finish it off. And uh, she sees it, and she goes, oh, dude, like, you should go by FAMO. Like, you know, you just, you're, you're in love with Basquiat's work right now. And I was like, it was a, it was iffy, man. I, th I thought about it for a while, and I was like, man, I don't want to, you know, piss off anyone, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, well, just do it for, like, a little bit then. It doesn't have to stick. And I was like, okay, okay. So I did it. Uh, and I, while I was trying to come up with my Instagram name for the FAMO is dead, I was just like, how can I make FAMO, like, I was just being annoying, dude, um, edgy. Yeah. And I was like, I'm always sad, like, I'm dead inside, like, <laughs> like so FAMO is dead. So that's kind of, like, how all that, you know, came to play, and it stuck just because there's, it's, it, my, my professor warned me it would stick. I didn't want to listen to him. He was like, this is good for marketing, blah, 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 but, you know, you could upset people or you could just like it could end up sticking with you and your art forever and i was like dude what does this guy know right like he's he's a what does he know like i don't i don't want to say anything bad actually on <laughs> uh, but yeah it was a uh, it was kind of one of those things and i remember it i realized that you know he was right because i i wanted to start going by you know jay getta again and I, I was like, man, you know what? I'm stopping with FAMO before I take it too far. Like, and I, some, someone bought a work for me. I signed it Jake Geta instead of, uh, you know, the FAMO signature. And I sent it to them, and they were really upset. They were like, dude, what the hell is this? They sent me a DM, and I, they were like, what is this? Like, Who the hell is Jake Geta? Dude, they were like, who's just, I'm like, it's me, bro. Like, what do you mean? So yeah uh, they they said they didn't want the artwork if it was gonna have my name which was super weird but at that exact moment when i read that message i remember i thought about you know what my professor told me and i was like dude i mean i was trying to stop it before i took it too far but i guess i had went too far a lot earlier than what i when i thought well you're very prolific and i, I think 
you know, if you weren't prolific, might have been a lot easier. Yeah. But I think with the ability to be as prolific as you are, so you know, you're, you're just producing nonstop. So yeah. it, it uh, just gets out to the the audience, dude. Dude, it's uh, the reason for the producing nonstop. And this is going to sound horrible. I mean, I love making artwork. So I feel like either way, I would try making artwork, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would try making artwork pr- pretty much every day. But also, I think, you know, with, with the art culture today, I think you kind of have to be posting every day on Instagram. So that's the only reason why I'm really like, man, all right, I got to make a piece so I can post tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. I've gotten in trouble for it, actually. Um, not in trouble, but... You know, in the past, I've worked with, like, you know, agencies and stuff like that. And they're like, you need to stop, like, you need to slow your roll down because it's going to affect your market, you know. Like, mm-hmm. the more you make, the the less expensive, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I, I, I understood him. I understood what they were saying. But, I mean, how do you just stop, you know, making art or producing art? Like, it's uh, it's weird, but... I was reading this book about the, the art market and I forgot who the artist is and the gallerist. I'm not sure if you've ever heard this. Um, I mean, it's going to be hard either way. Cause I don't know the names. It was some gallery signed some really famous artists. Like back in the day, we're talking probably like seventies, eighties maybe. And they told her like, I think she was consistently making work and they told her like, no, from now on, like you're making one work a year, like one work a year, dude. And I would, uh, it, which is insane, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, the prices of these works, you could sell one and you'd be, be enough to support her for, you know, well over a year. So dude, honestly, <clears throat> moving forward, like what these, uh, Wabi Sabi series, like the canvas pieces. Yeah. Like the, or at least right now, the 16 by 20 canvas pieces, like you're not going to find those no more. Like, yeah. I mean, they're, they're great. So I don't think you you have any in here right now, do you? No, I, I put them away. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I put them away, and I'm going to uh, – I probably might only just sell one because right now I only have, like, like eight left. Okay. Um, but normally, um, you know, before when I was creating – well, when I create, created that series and was still ongoing, but the 60 by 20s are, like, my best sellers, dude. Yeah, but like so now you know it's it's funny you mention that because it's like yeah like you get to control your inventory and your Mm -hmm. market because yeah I have so many people that also reach out like oh I want a sixteen by twenty but yeah I don't as much as I love creating them like I I I love the ability to create as many as I want yeah but I also really want to start being very selective on how many get how many you put out there like I I want to keep going with this number but at the same time like. It's like a bittersweet thing, you know, yeah. be, being a, a full-time uh, artist because, you know, you get to sell your work, but it's the bittersweet because it's like, well, if you sell work, you have to create work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, I'm still figuring that out and, you know, being, um, you know, like self, self-represented self and, and selling primarily, you know, through yeah, me, yeah. through our space. And, and, and you know this too, it's just, you know, you got to be on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's no one else that you could really rely on to do run your business yeah yeah i i have a question for you when you you obviously you know you go through your sales pretty great right do you ever uh i have a lot of people ask me like do you do you feel sad when you have to let a piece go and i don't i don't i think of it like no i mean that's that's kind of i hate to say it but you know i make artwork not just for myself but to support myself at the same time do you is there like 
has there been any moments where you get sad having to let a piece go? Um, no, or it's it, that, that's kind of like this interesting question too because um, some of the most important wabi sabi pieces or, or pieces of work that I've created are in our personal collection. Okay, like they're super sentimental pieces and super one of a kind. Even within the series of you know eight hundred pieces, yeah, yeah. Um, the ones that we have in our collections are like. You're not going to see anything like it within okay. the series. But we, I do have this one story where uh, Caroline and I are, are working on this body of work. And, and we briefly told you about it where we're collaborating on these like yeah, large yeah. abstract pieces. <sighs> it's it's kind of, it's not like super sad, but it, it was this really beautiful moment in our life in our careers and you know we had just had reno yeah and uh we were starting this series of works and the very first one that we did also had uh reno included in the work it's like we okay. had videos of us like painting it or whatever well anyways um we did the painting we had no plans on on selling it until you know we had this show and, and you know we're still planning on having the show but uh, we just had a certain plan on how we were going to, you know, exhibit the work. Yeah. Uh, I was also working on this, like, um, I am working on this, like, short documentary about our life and our process and the studio working together. So we did the very first one, had our son as a little, you know, four-month-old baby who also added some brush strokes okay. to the painting. Well, one of our, our great friends, who's also one of a, one of, one of our big collectors, he comes by for a studio visit and he loves Reno. He, he, he's pretty much like a, like a godfather to, yeah, yeah. to Reno. And, um, he sees the painting and he loves us, our whole family. And he's like, you know what? I, I have to, I have to have this in our, in my collection. You know, it just represents y'all. I love y'all so much. This yeah, and yeah. that. And Caroline and I were like, Oh, you know, like we didn't really want to sell it, but we knew that if we weren't, to him like we knew it was going to be in a good home and we knew yeah. where it was going to be at so we thought about it for a while and then we're like okay you know we'll sell it to you but under this condition it's like you know when we have our show we have to be yeah, able to exhibit. borrow it back and exhibit it he's like, okay you know this and that well you know fast forward you know like a year uh he gets in a really bad accident and okay. uh he gets hit by a, a truck and, you know, he has to have all these, like, really major surgeries and doesn't have the money to, to cover it. And it's just this really interesting legal battle that he had to go through, and he had to spend a lot of money. Yeah. And um, his neurosurgeon, you know, had told him, you know, what needed to be done. And, you know, he brings up, like, oh, you know, I, I don't have the money, but, you know, I'll figure it out. Well, he, the surgeon knew that, He's like a big art collector. Yeah. So he tells him, oh, well, you know, I could buy some of your art pieces. And he he reaches back out to, to us and he's like, hey, you know, like, you know, the paintings that I have from you, I'm like going to sell them. But, you know, we, we did like some paperwork and he ended up selling them for more, yeah. which was good, you know, on a secondary art market yeah, to yeah. work for more. Well, the the one piece that he was going to sell, the the piece that we collaborated on, he was like, hey, like, you know, um, I'm going to have to sell this piece as, as much as I don't want to. And Caroline and I, one of our first things was, you know, hey, like, you know, 
Like, tell him that we need to borrow this back. Yeah. Like, this needs to be in the show. And um, that was our number one concern. And we should have got it on a contract, and that was something that we obviously had to learn from. But um, this doctor, the surgeon, was like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, that's perfectly fine, just as long as it's insured and we get it back, this and that. So we're like, okay, like, that, then that's fine. Yeah. Well, then he ends up selling the work, and we reach back out to our friend to just reassure us that, you know, everything was good. And he's like, yeah, no, he's being an asshole now. And he says that he doesn't want to borrow, let y'all borrow it for the show. Man. So that that's one that's... that's one piece that, like, yeah, if I ever met that guy oh man yeah i'd give him a peace of mind but oh definitely um, that's uh that's frustrating and i mean we spoke on this when i think i first stopped by was the the talking about contracts and mm -hmm. the importance of them and that's that's messed up dude that's that's definitely messed up but that's such a special piece too like well uh, one thing i i, I do this. I, I uh, one thing I do like hold on to is that we do have the footage of us creating the body of work, and then yeah. we do have like some images of the work. But uh, yeah, that that's one piece that I, I kind of look back on. I wish we could have held on to it, but at the same time, like we were we were able to help out. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, it's yeah, it's just like this really weird. It's a position. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, the fact that you're able to help him at the end of the day is probably, I guess, the most important. Thing, yeah, but. You know, it sucks that something with that type of, like you said, sentimental value, it's, it, it you're not going to really see it again. You're not going to, or when, when the exhibit does happen, it's not going to be there. But I guess you do have the video you said that you can possibly display. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's not the same. It's not the <laughs> same, dude. It's, that's super frustrating, man. Um, yeah, I think. I, and it sucks is the only thing you can do is kind of just think about how, you know, it did help this this guy with his, these costs for the surgery. But, yeah, at the same time, I, I that, that would frustrate me. Yeah. That would definitely be frustrating for me. Uh, yeah. So uh, what are some other things that you've been working on? I know you're working on that this one project. On, and so what are some things you have coming up? Uh, dude, honestly, right now, I don't have much coming up. Uh, just kind of just working on my work uh, as much as possible. Um, I think right now the big, the, the main thing I'm trying to focus on is, you know, my next move as far as, you know, like I, I'm currently based in Kingsville and I obviously want to want to get out of that place. There's just nothing. I feel like there's nothing going on art-wise over there. And... I feel like that's mainly the the thing that's been holding me back a lot is location, and because I'm not able to work uh, on big pieces as well back home, I don't have that like a large space to work on big work. So, yeah, I think for right now that it, that's my main my main focus is getting getting out of Kingsville and then being able to just get I guess get my own place here that I can also use as my studio to work on yeah. to to work on artwork. But yeah, I think. Uh, as soon as I can get that out of the way, I think everything will be, will start running smooth again. So yeah, dude, we definitely have to talk about getting you uh, up in here and, yeah. and, and exhibiting with us. And uh, you know, second Saturday uh, recently happened. Um, it's hot as hell. Yeah, it was like one hundred six. Um, so anybody that 
is listening, if you haven't been to the second Saturday, definitely have to come check it out. Um, it's really super chill vibes. Uh, we, we had a good flow of people um, that came through on Saturday. Um, first Friday is also uh, really, really uh, popping right now. Every first Friday of the month, go out to the Blue Star Arts Complex, visit our friends at Black, White, Gray Gallery, Creative Eye, Not For You. You know, all, all so many great spaces there. Uh, Flight, uh, Mockingbird, there's just too many, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, too many to name a, a bunch of amazing shows uh, every first Friday. And again, our, our neighbors on second Saturday, uh, ourselves, Southtown Art Gallery, we're always doing some really cool stuff. We rotate shows every two months. Okay. And, um, you know, some people come and they're like, oh, it's the same show. It's like, yeah, like we do shows every two months. Every, everywhere else does, or at least from my knowledge, everywhere else in the city, uh, gal- every gallery in the city yes. does every month. Okay. And, um, yeah, for us, it's just like this new approach of like having the work up longer. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, uh, especially, I mean, and y'all have some great works in there right now. What was the uh, Simone Martinez? Yeah, it's, uh, great work in there. So I get, I mean, I'm sure the artists will appreciate, you know, having their work up for two months rather than just a come in here, set up, and then come get it here in a month. You know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and I know, I know y'all get you know steady traffic in here. Um, so yeah, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure everyone will enjoy the the two month stay instead of being kicked out after one month. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Okay, so uh, where can people find you? How can people learn more about you? Um, man, that's uh, I, the only place I have right now is my Instagram. I had a website, but I took it down not like a few months ago just because I've been debating opening up uh, like a web store or something like that. Uh, it's it's not for sure yet, so I did take my, my website down when I started playing with that idea. Um mainly because I was going to shift platforms and all that. Didn't want to have to deal with, like, the whole migration of the websites or anything. So right now the only place is Instagram where you can find me at dead. That's F-A-M-O-I-S, dead. Yeah. Dude, I I just want to say thank you for for being a part of, of the Treble Art Podcast. Thanks for, for, for coming yeah, in yeah. And, and hanging out. Even the first time when we got to like actually hang out, um, you know, meeting a lot of really cool artists on Instagram, being able to meet in person. It's like a whole nother, whole nother yeah. vibe. Uh, yeah, it, it's been really dope. Uh, again, this is Albert Gonzalez. Yeah. You can follow me at Trebla underscore art. That's T-R-E-B-L-A underscore art. You could also visit my website, albertgonzalezart.com. And uh, you know what? Be, before we end this, uh, well, first of all, thank you all for having me here. I, this was a really cool experience, my first podcast. Um, I, I would, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Before we end this, do you think you could bust a flow as like an outro? All right. Uh, let me put on a, let me see. Let me see if I could do a little outro. Beat. Let me see if I get this thing working. Hold up. I'm I'm asking because he uh, Albert did say he he used to uh, like do rap battles and all that. So I can't I can't I can't buzz flows, but I'm interested in hearing one. All right, so y'all gonna have to tune in <laughs> to to the next podcast. I might have to upload uh, upload that because uh, this thing's not working right now. But I definitely freestyle okay. for you right after this. But yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that, 
uh, yeah, y'all be sure to, to follow me on Instagram, Trebla Art. Visit albertgonzalezart.com. Thank you all for listening. Leave a comment below. Uh, yeah, peace out, everybody.